Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Bearded Dragon Games. You can support us at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Gullia. Phil's out this week playing in Birmingham. Yeah, he's he's still in England, or, I mean, last week heard from he was in Belgium. Yeah, he was in Belgium la- Yeah, last week. This is like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego with, with Phil right now? <laughs> I mean, if you were him, would you even bother playing in this tournament at this point? Like, look how much fun he's having. Yeah, man, he's out, there, <laughs> he's out in Belgium. He's, I don't know, he's, I mean, last last we checked, he's he's having a blast out there. He's so, on the uh, mainland. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're excited for him. <laughs> we're excited for him. You know, it'll be. He's probably having a great time. We're here in America. Yes, I'm. I'm Wait, in, did he play an Eternal Weekend? He couldn't have. In, in Belgium? Is it in Belgium? It was. There was a French one in something called Aubervilliers. Maybe. I, I hope we'll someone's gonna. I hope I someone's gonna we'll correct to... my super serious uh, pronunciation. <laughs> Uh, the district of Paris. I mean, there's the channel. That's a real thing, right? The channel is is definitely real. I remember reading about it in third grade. Um, no, we don't know if you played. That's there's a mystery for us to solve when he gets yes. back. Did you play an Eternal Weekend while you were there? So when this comes out, uh, GP Birmingham will have happened. Uh, but right now, GP Birmingham has not happened. We should make some bold predictions. That we can immediately be fact-checked by? Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. What do you think? You want to do that first? Or do you want to talk about Baltimore, where you actually were? Let's let's talk about Baltimore first, and then and then we'll and then we'll make some bold predictions. So unfortunately for you, your team sort of fell apart. Yeah, yeah, my team fell apart for Baltimore. It was going to be uh, me, my buddy Harry, and my buddy Paul. Uh, Harry couldn't come. Then Paul bailed, and I I was actually slated to play modern. Uh, I was going to be on Teamer Shift, the deck that I posted a few weeks ago. The deck has been performing really well for me. I've played it in a few locals. I've gone undefeated in a couple of locals, mm-hmm. and uh, and I uh, played played in a side event at uh, at the uh, at the Grand Prix at uh, the Open. And uh, I my first three rounds of uh, of the challenge that I was in, I did not drop a game, Nate. Just one, two, three, Jeez. four, like just one, two, three completely completely crushed my opponents they didn't even know what the heck i was doing for the most part um it was i had i had one of those matches where um i i had like five cards in the graveyard um and uh uh four lands in play and a search for Ascanta. and uh my opponent cast a spell i remanded it drew a card um and then i had six cards in my graveyard I flipped over my search my search for Ascanta into Ascanta proper uh, during my yep. upkeep. Found it. Played, uh, what's it called? Uh, played a land, played a Prismatic Omen, played Scapeshift, and my opponent was completely dumbfounded. I went from four lands to six lands to killing him uh, just <laughs> like that. He had no idea. Oh, that's right, because yeah. you can... Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah the, search, the search for Ascanta turning into Ascanta proper. Like, he, he expected... Absolutely nothing for me on on my turn five, which would have put a fifth land into play. Like he, he, didn't, he it was it was pretty amazing. It was a really cool, really cool interaction. And and I I keep saying this about about the the teamership deck, 
You're not playing it for Jace. You're playing it for search get for Escanta. That card is bonkers in this deck. That's cool. So you went three and zero. Was that the whole thing, or was it a four rounder? It was a four rounder. So in the fourth round, uh, my opponent, who was on Tron, really nice guy. I I had to ruin his day. I had to. I I was like, man, look, I I can't. I'm 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 literally six and zero right now in games. I can't not play this out. And he's like, I totally understand. He's like, I'll definitely split with you if you want, but I totally understand. Let's let's play it. So we played first game, turn six, dead. Right, got him. Second yeah. game, he gets me. I expected as much. Third game, he mulligans to five, gets natural Tron. I have no counter spells, and he gets Karn out, and I the game is over. He he crushes oh. me. And, but you know, so that's why you never say anything. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was greedy. I was greedy. I admit. Um, but yeah, uh, the deck, like I said, minus a little bit of bad luck, the deck feels really strong, and I, I feel like it has a good a good matchup against Tron actually too, because the Romans and the Cryptic Commands are just bonkers. You have the the negates out of the board. It's a it's a really solid deck. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, and then I played in a bunch of drafts. Uh, I went down with uh, Tim, uh, Eric, and Dustin. Uh, that they was played, that yeah. was a lot of fun. Uh, they played. Um, I believe Tim was on Sneak and Show. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric uh, actually made up. Uh, he, he came to pretty much the same conclusion that everybody else was that Karn was busted. Yeah. And he took a red deck wins and basically played like a more mid range version of red deck wins with Karn. In standard. Yeah, in standard. With, okay. With Karns, Chandra's, and uh, Hazrets and Heart of Kieran. It was just like uh, and and the uh, Rekindling Phoenix. It was impossible for control decks to deal with his deck. It was like he was attacking from so many angles. Um, and then uh, and I forget no Dustin played Jeskai Control. Um, they they went five and three total. Uh, Eric went seven and one. Um, I I know that because he was he was pretty happy with his deck. But uh, yeah, after that we just drafted a little bit. We uh, hung out for the rest of the night. Uh, we played a commander game, which is not not something any of us normally do. Uh, and then, uh, and then, you know, we, we woke up the next day, drafted a couple more times and headed back up. Cool. Yeah. That was, that was Baltimore. How did, Phil, how did, uh, Tim do? Let's segue into legacy here. How did Tim do with sneaky uh, shows? You know? I think Tim went three, went four and three. He might've gone five and five and three. Five and three. Yeah. So it seems like, uh, Dustin got got a little bit with his modern deck. Yeah, du- well Dustin Dustin uh doesn't play a ton of modern, so the first two rounds were tough for him and then he brought it back. He actually clinched a couple of a couple of matches for them with with Jeskai, but he was quickly realizing that the meta has shifted a little bit with the Jeskai <laughs> control deck and that the cards that people are playing in cuz he played a couple mirrors. The cards that people are playing in their Jeskai control decks are are not the same cards he's playing. Yeah. Cool. The legacy the team open was uh, now we don't want to go too much into these because it's kind of you know hard to tell. Mm-hmm. There were two you know, we talked about turbo depths last week, right? There's two turbo depths decks in the top eight of the team open. There's also a food chain deck and then mm-hmm. a couple Delver decks, Miracles, Lands, you know, pretty much standard top eight. Yeah. In the classic, there were four Grixis Delver decks in the top eight, which is a lot. I mean, I'll. But one by the finals was miracles versus lands. The the event was won by miracles. So, you know, you see those decks: Delver, Turbo Depths, or other Dark Depths deck with lands, miracles, 
reanimator. You know, you, that's your format, right? Yeah. Couples. There's an Eldrazi Stompy. So, I, I mean, I'm in. I'm in to talk about miracles here. I think it's so interesting that miracles. I think miracles is good. It requires a lot of patience. Yeah, it's 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 a deck that you don't just you don't have that like lockdown situation now. So you really have to play like specific. You know, you have yeah. to you have to you have to know your plays very well because you can't get free wins off of off of a lockdown. But you can get free wins off of back to basics. Uh, so the you know the yeah. the deck still has its weird lockdown situation. It's just that you know back back to basics is really good right now. Yeah. Um, and I was I guess you know he got. Played against lands in the finals, so there's a back to basics, uh, back to basics win. Unfortunately for you, Zach, we're trying to save some bandwidth, so I don't, have, yeah, I can't pop up the list yeah. on the screen. But uh, there wasn't a ton of like really interesting decks in either of these top 16s. There was a uh, a junk deck like the kind I used to play with Lingering Souls and Stoneforge Mystic and stuff that made 12th place at the Classic. So shout out to, uh oh, I can't pronounce his name, Nachiket Shuan, I think. Yeah, that would work. Say that. Yeah, not to get you on. And uh, like I said, Food Chain got seventh, and there was another. This says Abzan Deathblade, but it's really just Maverick. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, it's cool. I mean, there'd be. I mean, we're seeing those decks come back. Maybe I'll start to give them another spin. Uh, Eternal Weekend that we don't know if Phil was at was won by Turbo Depths as well. This was, you know, our guest from last week, Matt Hackbert, messaged me. Maybe he messaged both of us. I remember, but he said like. You know, I would. I just. I just talked for an hour about how you shouldn't play Deathrite Shaman in your depth deck, and then the guy wins yeah, Eternal Weekend. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't think you could really go wrong, like either with any build. I don't know what he had it instead of specifically, but um, you know, he he cut some of the tutors. You know, he cut two Sylvan Scryings. Okay. And uh, he had dark. We had dark compound as well, so that just draws you into more lands. He cut the map, like if you have expedition map, so. Um, I mean, Dark Confidant's good at deck with 25 lands, right? Yeah, it's it's a free draw spell every turn at the very least. Um, Death and Taxes in second, Grixis Delver third, Mono Red Prison in fourth. Let's check out this Mono Red Prison deck that has uh, Rival Master, Magus of the Moons, Hazard the Fervent, P.N. Kieran, and then that's their threat package, so it's the big red deck, right? Yep. Eight Moon, I don't see any Blood Suns here. Just eight, eight of those things. Uh, dredge. Ooh, what's my my dredge friend on here? Yeah, this is a pretty standard dredge deck. Yep. Um, two putrid imps, two prized amalgam. That's interesting. One street wraith. Uh, I like his yeah. silent gravestone. Uh, out of In the, the board. Sideboard. Yeah, that's yeah. Two silent it's gravestones. Super good. In his in his board. Yeah. Well, because dredge doesn't target. This is no, no, there's have... there's nothing. Oh, does, yeah, there's a Dread Return in the sideboard, but you wouldn't bring the Dread Return yeah, you wouldn't bring Iona Ashen yeah. Rider package in unless in the same matchup where you get Silent Gravestone. Yeah. This Jeskai Control, now this was cool. This had Geist of St. Traft. Whoa. Uh, a Braid in the main deck, one Predict, one Council's Judgment, one Supreme Verdict, three Swords of Plowshares, one two Search Ice. for Ice Cancer, one Fire Ice. How do you like that? Yeah, dude. Um, I like the one one of uh, Gideon. I've been moving to one of Gideon in the main uh, in in my uh, miracles deck just because that cards it cards it's such a such a house when when your opponent isn't uh, isn't ready for it and yeah. it, against it's it's good against both kind of decks. Like if a deck is playing 
uh, Swords Plowshares, you just keep pumping out. Dude, if a deck isn't playing Swords Plowshares, you have a 5-5 that they literally can't can't <laughs> kill, you know? Well, they can dismember it, but yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, it's interesting, too, that you mentioned that because... So I played against Miracles a lot, and we'll talk about the deck I've been playing. But um, really, just like Miracles is able to survive. I mean, Phil talked a little bit about, excuse me, back to basics being key to that. But one of the things that has really helped Miracles is just like these compact threats that just close the game out so fast. Like Monastery Mentor is the big one, and Treat the yep. Angels is the original one, and Gideon is there for you, right? Yep. Like, I, I lost to to uh gideon out of miracles at the grand prix just because like game one there's not a lot of answers to it nope you'd have to have an unblockable creature and like a lightning bolt to take it out from four like you'd have to have like true name nemesis doesn't do it by itself so you true name and like something else that gets around the blocker so uh then miracles in seventh place and another grixis delver deck in eighth place this miracles deck actually does have gideon main so um, yeah people people are on it man gideon gideon is is not only legacy playable, but I think he's becoming a staple in this deck. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely... I mean, the four-mana Planeswalker, is it on Jace's level? I mean, it's it's, it's, it's an interesting question, right? Because Jace is a much more powerful card. Like, maybe when you're behind, it's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But Gideon's still good when you're behind. I mean, you're going to get a guy, and then the thing they have to deal with, or you get another guy. Um, so it, it shifts the the conversation. Like, Jace's can be kind of slow. It's not as good if you have no cards in your hand. You know, it's like, you know, it's the first thing. So, tough against, you know, any board that it can't bounce. So, Um, and then Grixis Delver. I'm just checking both these Grixis Delver decks. They do appear to be both on the Spell Pierce. Oh, this one's a Spell Pierce Cabal Therapy split. But, uh, yeah, pretty standard stuff here. So, that was the Eternal Championship in in Aubervilliers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I could say that anywhere close to correctly. I uh, I don't know. It, so that's our meta going into this weekend. I mean, we'll see. I, I still, I mean, it's not really different than what we th- said before. Delver, Grizzlebrand decks, or, uh, Merit Lage decks, Vehicles. Like, not a lot of combo represented here, right? Yeah. The over-under so, on Deathrite Shaman, 14. What do you think? Let's see. So there's 24 in the top 16, and there were 12... Well, 14's a weird number, right? Yeah, 14's a weird number. That means, is that, uh, will there be m- more than four decks? Three decks or, or four, decks? four decks? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Huh. Now you got me thinking. Oh, I want to do this correctly. There were 32 out of... In the top 16. Oh, this counts all the formats. Jeez, that's irritating. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you don't have to worry about... You know, how many Death Rite Shamans are in the other formats? Well, that's true. That doesn't work, does it? <laughs> four, so I'm, sorry, four, four decks playing, playing four Death Rites. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... I'm going to go under. I think that there'll be combo decks that do something. I say over. I say over think, by... by uh, I think it's going to be another 20 weekend, man. I'm not so sure the last couple have been 20 weekends. You know, but yeah. whatever. We'll see. Twelve in the in the legacy championship, including four in turbo depths, so yeah. which isn't usual. Um if people switch to this though, that might just, you know, but whatever. Um cool. Anything else you want to say about these two uh No, I think I think we've covered it. 
Um, you know, I did cool. want to sort of bring up we we've got some we've got some other stuff to bring up uh, first, so we should get to that. But I did have another topic of conversation I want to bring up as well. Sure. Uh, no bandless modern for SCGCon. We got to start thinking about yes, that. Yes, you're you're, you're going to play in it. I'm oh, I am. able to. Uh, so so far, I'm thinking maybe the way to go is Storm Man, Rite of Flame, Seething Song. These are these are busted magic cards, and you get to play with Ponder and Preordain. Um, you know, I don't know. The, 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 I was looking. There's a great article on uh, on MTG Goldfish about the. Uh, it's called Deck Evolutions Modern Storm, and it goes over every iteration of Modern Storm yeah. as as it started. And man, uh, you know, with with the technology we have now, um, post, <laughs> you know, post, uh, you know, this this month. We have so many options for Storm, and like the the OG Pyromancer Storm deck is double Pyromancer Storm. It's like Pyromancer Swath and four Lightning Bolts. You take those out and you put in some other spells. Man, this is a this deck looks fire, you know. But the the thing is that Mental Misstep is legal in this format, that, which was well, never legal. That was legal in in uh in, in uh the format at the time, I believe. I might be wrong. Let's see. Original Googling original modern band list. I would play. I mean, I mean, if you can get it to work, you know, I guess go ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mental Misstep was not in the original format. Okay, so Mental Misstep was initially banned. Yeah. Yeah. So was Valakit, though. Yeah, yeah, I think that, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think that you this deck can play around Mental Misstep. Like, it's a lot of one-drops in this deck. You mean a lot of two-drops? I'm saying there's a there's a lot of one drops like oh I think you, a lot of one drops you, you overload the mental misstep yeah what do you choose like uh, the first ritual is always the spell you kind of counter first against this deck but like you're gonna get to a point where if you're a mental misstep deck like you're not winning immediately probably I think that the, there's gonna be two different kinds of decks there's gonna be like broken degenerate combo decks and there's gonna be decks that are playing mental misstep as a as a release valve I would I would be playing uh, um. Hold on a second. I'm just looking at this, and I don't think I don't see Skull Clamp on the original band list, but that cannot be correct. It's just a misprint. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're like I would be playing Elves. Well, I mean, Skull Clamp is legal in this format. There's no band list. Correct. I would true. be playing. I would be playing uh, Dark Depths. Okay. With uh, because you have so much redundancy with the combo, and you get to play Mental Misstep. You like a blue Dark Depths deck. Yeah. So you get all the permission you need to like not die to these other decks. Like you'd have remand for hypergenesis, mm-hmm. you know, um, and draws you towards your combo. Um, you could play Summer you know. Bloom. You can play Summer Bloom, which is bad. <laughs> like it's it's I, I crazy. It's... This this is a really cool format, and I like that it's like a one time thing, so that people can't be salty about like what's going on. It's just like look at the technology. Look what people come up with. When everything's unchecked, it'll get the talk about the ban list going a little bit. You know, it's it's a it's a really interesting event. I, I want to say that I feel like Jace being unbanned took a little of the shine off off no bandless modern, just because there were definitely people who thought like, oh, a Jace control deck would be insane, and <laughs> like clearly wrong. that's not the case. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's 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 almost too bad because like now the only thing to really do like. All these fair cards that are banned, like Stoneforge Mystic, um, Green Sun Zenith, yeah, 
even like you know i mean preordained can be a fair card punishing fire is still banned like none of these cards death right shaman like that's not being played like you think, it's, you it's think death right shaman is better than right of flame because i don't <laughs> well, that's what i'm saying I yeah, don't yeah think no i agree shaman, yeah that's what i'm saying yeah um like in a de- in a format, yeah, like that, like no, like you get all this other stuff. Yeah, so um, I mean, think about so the the decks that I think we're gonna see this weekend are like Dredge, uh-huh. um, uh, Dredge Return, in, which is in, Infect, um, like you know, Infect with uh Blazing with Infect, Blazing yeah. Infect, right? I think we're gonna see uh, Artifact Land Affinity because uh, with that's... Walking Ballista and and. That'll be fun. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Storm, of course, and I think Splinter Twin. People will play it for yeah. the uh, internet value, but it's not good well, against Splinter Twin. You, you think Splinter yeah. Twin's not good? I mean, think about a deck that's playing, you're playing Splinter Twin, you're playing the twin deck as it was, but you have access to mental missteps and remands, I think, and ponders and preordains. I think you have a pretty good deck there. I think you can maybe make it past the Storm deck, honestly. You get to play, you, you know, like if you're trying to beat the Storm deck, if you're trying to beat the Affinity deck, you have options against those decks. You've got Spell Snare, you know, like that. I think that that deck has legs. I mean, it's, it could probably win. I don't know. <laughs> isn't dark, isn't Blue Dark Depths just better? <laughs> you know, like it's maybe. more compact. You don't have to resolve three mana into four mana. I, I, I agree. I think that I think that it's it's a slower deck, but I think in a format where people are just trying to go off, and if you can stop them from going off by yourself a couple of turns, that can spell the difference between winning and losing. You know, I gotta I gotta say, Wizards of the Coast. You know, they've got like this. I'm looking at this brief history of the modern band list from February 2015. Mm-hmm. The original band list, he missed that. He missed Skull Clam. It's not listed here, and he missed. Dark Depths is also not listed on the original ban list, but I'm just like, wait, is that not when was that banned? I knew it was banned from the top, but you know. Um. Anyway, it's funny, like Treasure Cruise, Bir- Addictor Time, Birthing Pod. These are all banned cards, you know. So Birthing Pod might be a deck, but like Birthing Pod's one of those things. It's like if if decks go bigger, then Birthing Pod's probably the best big deck. Yeah. But like you, you can't tap out in this format, can you? Sure. Ever? I mean, look, <laughs> I, I made the I made the what I consider to be one of the one of the better versions of the the rights deck because, like I said, the original the original, uh, sorry, uh, storm deck, the original storm deck did not have access to uh, seething song, right of flame, sorry, right of flame, ponder, preordain, and past inflamed at the same time. Now that you have Past in Flames, get out of town, right? Yeah. So, but the deck is not, like, it's explosive, but, like, it's not, like, super, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's not, like, 100%, like, turn two win. You don't, like, you win on turn three often, but not all the time. I'm looking at this top eight deck list now from Pro Tour Philadelphia, and, like, it's just, it doesn't seem very fleshed out, you know? Uh, was was this the uh, Pyromancer Ascension deck? Yeah, the Pyromancer. This is uh, uh, Max Max Showbloom. Yeah, yeah. So I I like that he's playing Banefire in this deck because like I guess that was a way to get around Counter Magic when you have Grape Shot. Um, 
You're playing one grape shot, one bane, bane fire. I'm actually playing in my deck. I'm playing two grape shots and two empty the warrens because you can actually go off on turn one with empty the warrens. Yeah. Um, and and it'll feel like you've won the game. Um, more often than not. So I I don't know. I think that I think that um. Empty the Warrens is, is the way to go with this deck. I don't think Lightning Bolt is necessary at all. Like, it, it, out of the board it is, because people are going to have sideboard cards that, like, you need to bolt. But, um, I don't Yeah, know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, this deck is cool, and definitely for the time, you got to contextualize it, right? This is 2011. Yeah. Um, well, they don't have access to um, Past in Flames in this deck, so it's like, what right. are they even doing, you know? <laughs> like, And they're not... Yeah, I mean, it's basically Rite of Flame... I mean, there's only one ritual in this deck, but it's because it's a pyram. It's a pyromancer ascension deck more than it's a storm deck, right? Yes. Like, yeah. This is this is like... pyromancer ascension is playing the role of uh, past the flames. Yeah. And and look, yeah. I think ascension's amazing in in a deck that gets to play probe. So like, if you're playing if you're playing this deck and you're playing probe, you play ascension because that's the reason why people aren't playing ascension now and they're playing Baral and uh, the the electromancer is because that's <laughs> that's your that's your gate to getting six mana. But when you can like over the course of two turns, just like unleash a ridiculous amount of card advantage on your opponent between cantrips and spells. Yeah. You definitely... Oh, Chromox is legal in this format. Chromox is legal, but I don't know if it's that good in the storm deck. Honestly, like you don't go off like, oh, I'm just gonna draw a bunch of cards off of my ad nauseum. That's and that's why Chromox was was pretty good before. Like, yeah, you can play less lands, but then you're losing cards from your hand. I mean, I used to play Storm a a lot, Nate, and I can tell you like. Like in a world where you just get to choose the best cards that in modern for storm, like it's tough. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there that like I, these decks aren't playing Thought Scour, which was later tech. Um, Thought Scour is amazing with Past in Flames. Yep. You know, so it's it's weird. Uh, so the cool thing about this it's also format, good with Pyromancer Ascension. Yeah. Well, the the cool thing about this format is that you're trying to figure out like what's the best version of this deck with nothing banned? And that, that is a brewer's paradise, honestly. Like, you get to do so much in this format that, like, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be messing around with a couple different decks. and see, Like, because no, there's no meta, you know? Like, you just got to figure out. There is out. no meta. Yeah. There is no meta. Let's look at the other. I'm going to look at the other. Well, here's here's how here's how uh, sort of nascent modern was at the first Pro Tour. The affinity deck in the top eight is has Frogmite in it. Has yeah. literal affinity cards. Frogmite was played for a very long time before it was like, why would I ever play Frogmite? There's a punishing Pyromancer Ascension deck that doesn't have Grape Shot, that sideboards in a Splinter Twin. Boy, <laughs> Splinter Twin's very popular at this Pro Tour, actually. <laughs> but also, that does a Pro Tour where uh, a lot of this other stuff that that what that didn't have Dark Depths, Dread Return, Mental Misstep, Jace, yeah, Stone Forge Mystic, all legal. So anyway, well, that's cool. Um, I, I will probably never get to play uh, No Bandless Modern, but maybe. We talked about doing it in Utah a couple times. So I, I just think that I just love to play Dark Depths like that format for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, next topic? Yeah, and let's go to the next topic. Next topic is Squee Chain. Squee I chain. talked about this. I don't remember how much I got into the Squee Chain a couple times I've talked about it, but I encountered a Jund Squee Chain deck online, and I have since reverse-engineered and played it several times. I uh, talked to the creator, Eric Landon, E.W. Landon on Magic Online. Um, uh, a couple times he said that the, you know he was trying it, it wasn't great, the best thing he did was Veteran Explorer, and so I had this Veteran Explorer Squee 
food chain reanimator deck that I have four one to league with yesterday. Sick. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's pretty sweet. Like, um, I got to say, like the deck is really interesting. Um, I played it in paper uh, at Paragon City Games, and I went two and two, um, and I played a couple leagues with it. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's like Squee is just so interesting because the lack of downside, like because like you can entomb it, so and like what they they can't do anything to it, you know, whether you can't death right it or anything. It's just yeah. totally fair. It's always there. Um, and uh, one thing that I been trying to figure out is just like the mana curve because squeeze a three imperial recruiter which i think is also very necessary is a three mm-hmm. um and food chains three but i really wanted Coligon's command because like if you lose your walking ballista you're kind of it's, it's it doesn't have as great a backup plan as the blue food chain decks have in exchange for being much more explosive yeah. thanks to crystal brand <laughs> yeah I mean, so like a lot it's interesting how many of my games have gone like i'm going to reanimate this grizzle brand and force you to deal with this and if you don't deal with it i just win the next turn by drawing seven cards at least three of which assemble food chain squee and walking ballista yeah. you know um so uh, that's the cool thing i didn't actually realize walking ballista plus squee and food chain make an infinite damage situation yeah so that's which actually is really better ex- than emrakul uh, well, it is and it isn't. Uh, it, it, well, I shouldn't say that. It definitely is. And it, and what's interesting is that actually in my league I had to – so someone played that – I think it's called Shalai. Is, it's like an angel oh, yes. from the new set out yep. of Death and Taxes. Shalai, Voice of Plenty. Out, it came out of a Death and Taxes deck, which gives the person hexproof, which gives the controller hexproof, and oh. it's a 3-4. But, so on my combo turn, I had to kill it <laughs> and then kill them. Yeah. And I think I had like it took me about five minutes to get up to like a I needed like a twenty-one twenty-one walking ballista. <laughs> they were at seventeen. <laughs> well, you know, um, you gotta work for it. You gotta work for it, yeah. And I end up with like thirty seconds. But it did work out. Um like that, but those those kinds of effects aren't that popular. And walking ballista got two of them it's a good it's easy to find the imperial recruiter finds both halves which is nice um and uh you know so like imperial recruiter is an important card i actually do think entomb is really great um now that i've got the veteran explorer package i can entomb cabal therapy if i need it to get my lands online um i play faithless looting which i can entomb if i've like flooded out help fix my hand um and of course i can entomb and reanimate grizzlebrand which you know wins a lot of games yeah close to on its own but um yeah so it's funny because it's like when i was talking about grizzle brand and complaining about it the other day the thing i was saying was just like this is probably just better than yogmoth Barga because it's so easy to cheat out yeah and like i'm just looking at this card and play and i'm like i've won the game by virtue of doing this but also if i draw seven i can really really win the game with my cool combo <laughs> which happens a lot you know yeah. So it's sort of like redundancy for the Grizzle Brand combo in a way, in the same way that like drawing seven and then finding a sneak attack on Mercool is in Sneak and Show, or drawing seven and binning more stuff in the Reanimator decks is. Yeah. Um, but the food chain plan, the thing is that it sort of takes out the power of graveyard hate against it. You know, if you do Grizzle Brand in game one, people bring in like surgicals and you can play around that pretty easily, even though you have Entomb and uh, Fatal I mean, Sleeping, which. You play Squee. What are they going to, surgical extraction in your Squee so you can cast all of them? I played, I played <laughs> online. 
<laughs> I know, right? Well, I've, only, I've been playing as I've gone down to as low as one squee in the deck. Because, like I said, there's no risk, you know? Mm-hmm. All you have to do is find it. And you could find it with Imperial Recruiter and Entomb. Yeah. So it's like nine squeeze just by having one. So you don't have to play all these Eternal Scourges and Mist Hollow Griffins, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, so, and that gives you a bit, you know, a bit more flexibility in terms of your plan. Now, the Mist Hollow Griffin deck, usually casting Manipulate Fate and then having Mist Hollow Griffins every turn is enough. But you still have to get up to four to cast it, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're spending a turn like doing a sorcery that does nothing. It, it's not, you know, it's not bad, but it's it's a different thing. Whereas in this case, like, um, you know, I can just sort of like sit back and you know, kind of kill their stuff, I'll kind of fix my hand, you know. I like that um, this deck doesn't of, doesn't of actually pass the um, false cure test when your opponent casts uh, in tomb. You know you don't want it to to resolve, but then he puts Squee in the yard, and you're like, what am I even dealing with right now? <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned that, because we had, and I played it uh, at Paragon the other night. There was someone who was like, I just moved back here from Denver, and he was playing Show and Tell. And I, I like, put Food Chain on the stack. He, like, looked at it, looked at me, he's like, Spell Pierce. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're doing, but it's definitely terrible. Yeah, there's no way, like, I'm like, yeah, like, Food Chain's too much of a no. It doesn't, does not pass the False Cure test. None of these cards do, and Tomb... Uh, or uh or food chain but yeah um but it's very compact um so i mean and you can you get a decent amount of of uh if you really think about about it like you get death right drains as pressure you get attacking with squee as pressure um uh that comes out it's basically like uh nether spirit at times just like kind of like i'm blocking your guy i'm recasting this just kind of drawing cards um, and then with all the mana ramp, like mana ramp of veteran explorer and stuff like walking ballista, that could end the game pretty fast. Like just a hard cast one, especially when you play carpet of flowers against miracles. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But it's like carpet of flowers, like okay, one, two, three, four, five, tap five more, make a five, five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> got a five, five walking ballista I have a for five, free. Five, five that I, I will shoot things with if I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And but, you can uh, always like the great thing about walking ballista is like. If you get the combo afterwards, you've been beating down with it, but if you get the combo afterwards, you can just win still because you can pump four into it to give it a counter, right? Well, you can't use Food Chain to pump Walking Ballista. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but you can use Food Chain. Here's the other thing, too, by the way. You can use Food Chain to cast Grizzlebrand. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you don't, if, like, if you have a Squee in a Food Chain and you don't have uh, an Imperial Recruiter Ballista in your hand, but you do have Grizzlebrand, that is kind of stuck in your hand for whatever reason you can get you can there. just cast it yeah, yeah and then you draw seven and then you find the rest of your stuff <laughs> sure sure i mean that's great that that that's pretty great too um the original version of this deck had uh panglacial worm but i think that's just too cute i think i'm just going to play a tides about tyrant for a little bit more reanimation power um just like a backup reanimator thing reanimator target that's pretty good yeah anyway squeeze chain I'll, I'll get you a list i know we have a couple days before we're going to post it so i can actually yeah. settled on a good list to send you because I've played a few variations of it. The Carpet of Flowers is so silly. <laughs> I mean, so far, like, so the last couple times I played, I lost to Storm, and I lost once to Show and Tell and once to Miracles, and then I beat Miracles twice, Show and Tell once, Death and Taxes twice. I mean, it's beaten real decks. I haven't played against uh, Grixis Delver with it yet, though, to my knowledge, at least not with this build. All right. So... What do you think? It's time for uh, crazy predictions? Yeah, let's do some crazy predictions. Okay, uh, over under seven 
number of do Dominaria cards in the top eight. Number of individual cards? Uh, number of cards, period. Four cards is four cards. Four cards is four cards. Seven Dominaria cards. I'm going to go under. Under. Okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the line. I, I'm the house today. Uh, <laughs> then you should go six and a half and take the over. Six and a half, yeah. Um, so uh, what other good questions can we have here? Uh, so the okay. So what do you think the cards will be that will be uh that from Dominaria that will be in uh the Grand Prix? I think the only one that you could safely bet on is Karn. Uh, I would, and I'm not gonna say Squee though. Someone might play Squee. You never know. Could, it could happen. Um, the other the other one would be Traxos. I just think either of those four mana cards can make it in some sort of mono brown deck. I'm thinking we might see some white stuff in uh, in Death and Taxes if we get a Death and Taxes deck. In oh, Shalai. Yeah, I just yeah, played Sh against that. Shalai. So. Uh, the, the other guy that, like, uh, whenever a Historic Permanent comes into play, you bring a... Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the the card here, but... Uh, yeah. That one, that one, I think, is a possibility for that deck. It's a 2-2 flyer, which is kind of meh. But uh, flashing that in and then, like, playing Thalia, you get a guy back from your yard. Yeah. So I think that's I mean, that's, that's okay. Um, it's just, like, you know, as a one-off, I think that's I'm fine. I'm looking at the list of stuff. Yeah, but now you're, how are you going to get to seven? <laughs> True. I mean, does, like, what, what reprints are in this? None. None. No. I think the whole set's uh, it, minus, like... Fire uh, Elemental. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what actually uh, might see play? Um, Seal Away. Seal Away. Seal Away is interesting because Seal Away deals with uh, deals with um, Annihilator. Uh, so if you attack with uh, with your uh, Eldrazi, right, and you uh, do the Annihilator trigger after I put the man on the stack, then I throw down Seal Away and I get rid of uh, Emrakul. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't stop the annihilator from happening. Away. No, you won't have to sacrifice seal away. You let the annihilator uh, happen. Oh, I see. So you tap. Yeah. You tap. Yeah. It's something. Um, it's not like you know. I'm not <laughs> saying that, that that's going to win you the game, but it will stop you from dying. So that's that's the thing. I think that seal away might have legs for uh, as an okay removal spell. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it, it kills merrily. That's the big thing that I think is. I good. mean, two mana and flash is the thing that kind of gets me. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. If we see any of those like. Like a chalice white deck, we could see that. Jeez, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I just was never really huge. I wasn't really huge on the set when it came out for Legacy. Other than, I mean, it's great for like, it makes you. It feels like it should be in Legacy because of all the cards, but yeah, unfortunately, I don't really. I can't. I can't I just, okay, how about this? How about Siege Gang Commander? Like that? Could, maybe a Goblin's deck will make it. Could it could happen. I opened a foil one up this weekend. I was like, woo, going right in the cube. Right in the cube. Um. They're like a destroy. There's like any sort of like destroy. There's like a destroy target artifact, right? That could be a thing, you know. That like maybe the one that oh, the, you drop the ramp, the bond. ramp one, yeah, broken yeah. bond. The one that's like it's like a uh, explore, but it doesn't draw you a card. It kills an enchantment or an artifact. Well, here's the thing: if we hit the over, either either there's been like four cards and like a couple pieces of tech, mm -hmm. or something has broken out and we're gonna be really excited, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, like Mox Amber. <laughs> Too bad Phil's Yo, not here to tell us. Like, great, Mox Phil, Amber hit. Phil's like, Mox Amber. Naban. Mox Amber. 
Nibon. Maybe Nibon. Well, that's the thing. Maybe Phil will make it with his four Nibon deck. Yeah, man, that would be amazing if Phil Phil Nibon up the the top eight. He's gonna get. He's buying it in Belgium right now. That's what he's doing. Getting them altered. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What's he? How about uh over under? Let's just how about this over under one and a half mm. four color control decks. Ooh, ooh. I'm gonna say one straight up one one four color control. You're taking the under, yeah. I'm taking the under. I, it is now. It is Europe, which is where the Czech Republic is, and I think they like to play it. But I just don't think. I, I still think that deck's a little over. Well. Overrated. Here's, here's the question: Does it count as two if we get a, a Just Guy Miracles deck that plays uh, Surgical Extraction? <laughs> no, I think we I think we know what we're talking about. And yeah, it also yeah. like does it count as two if we get like one of those four color Deathblade decks? I think you know we're talking about like the check pile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think I think Miracles will do well, and I think that will sort of keep that down. Number of um, lands decks in the top eight. They love their lands over in Europe. Okay, give us give us an over under here. Uh, I'm gonna say two. You say two, so you're two. taking the under. I'm talking two and a half. about Tabernacle Pendrel Vale lands, not Turbo Dash. Um, lands. I don't know if it's as popular in Europe as it is in the U.S. Like it's a very popular deck in the states. Two lands decks, so you're setting it at two. So let's see, what do we get? Let's see, what we're guessing two Grixis Delver, one Miracles, one. Mono brown deck of some sort. One check pile deck. We're up to five. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go one lands deck. One lands deck. Okay. And I, I think there will be okay. Over under two and a half storm. One and a half. Let's do it that. Over under one and a half storm. So under. either one or two. Under. under. You think one storm? Yeah. You think zero to one storm? I think zero no storm. Honestly. Top sixteen, two storm. Zero storm in the top eight. Zero storm in the top eight. I, I, I think we could see two. We'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's not the one thing we're not predicting predicting right now, and I think some of this has to do with uh, with um, how uh, Dominaria looks. We're not really predicting like a breakout deck, which you know maybe the next set, the, which is a core set, will give us something to think about for the fall. But yeah, I think we're kind of just where we are right now, and we'll see how how people decide to react to this tournament. This is the meta. I'm not expecting it. You know, we, we have a pretty good idea of what the meta is and we're just kind of like seeing what, where it lies. Right. Well, I've been talking about this, this squeeze chain deck and I'm just saying that like, look, nothing's going to change unless you try. Yeah. (laughs) Very true. Like I, I got out of some pretty messed up jams with this deck, mostly because it can win on the spot, you know, (laughs) And you know that that's definitely a, a, an idea to be reckoned with. You know, even though it's not a blue deck and it's you know not full death rate deck or whatever, all those things are still true. But decks that can win on the spot can do a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. And but you've got to be willing to take your lumps and sort of test it and and figure out the matchups. And I don't know how many people are willing to do that. So that's I think sort of holding things back right now. Yeah. It's frustrating. You have to test against Grixis Delver, which is a very good deck, and. Uh, the funny thing is, too, like if you're in a testing situation with someone, um, they learn the deck that you're testing and they start to play against it, you know? Yeah. So you lose that rogue factor. <laughs> someone, one of the Miracles players I was playing against online portented me. What? And it took him like three minutes to resolve the portent. 
<laughs> and then the, the three cards, <laughs> the three cards were uh, Entomb. Uh, I had like a Death Rite Shaman to play, and the three cards were like Entomb, Grizzle Brand, Basic Mountain. <laughs> all right, so that looks like it's all the time we have. The internet's cutting out on us. There's a thunderstorm in the background at my place. So uh, yeah, so that's that's the week uh, we did. We talked a little bit about uh, no bandless modern, Baltimore, Squee Chain, uh, Phil. Good luck out there at Baltimore at Baltimore at Birmingham. At Birmingham. What do you got? That's all I got. That's all we got. Okay. All right. Well, have a good night. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good one, guys. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Eternal Dirtles is supported by Audible.com. If you'd like a free audiobook and start up a trial with Audible, you can go to audibletrial.com slash eternaldirtles, and they'll hook you up with a free book, and you'll be supporting the show. Thanks so much.